Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we'll be talking about professional wrestling and a few probing questions. I had the opportunity, but did not buy any beer. I saw this Yingling uh Are we going to record pills. this? <laughs> I We're recording, whatever. I saw this Yingling <laughs> Pilsner, and I said to myself, I should get some of that. And then I didn't, because I'm trying to lose weight. Nice. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Audible. Be sure to check out our link in the description at audibletrial.com slash jnjconnection, and be sure to listen for more later in the podcast. Fact of the day, on April 28th and 29th in 1995, the single largest wrestling event, or I, I said that wrong, the single wrestling I, I event with the written whatever this I it was a copy and paste thing. <laughs> the single wrestling event with the largest number of people in attendance took place, and it wasn't a WrestleMania, and it didn't even happen in the United States. Wow, that is a weird phrasing. Anyway, <laughs> Collision in Korea was a joint event put on by WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling that took place in May Day Stadium in Pyongyang. Korea, bring, North Korea, bring in over 300,000 people over two days. <clears throat> Many reports state that a majority of those who attended were forced to by nor- the North Korean government. And one of the wrestlers, or known wrestlers, who were th- was there was Ric Flair. And before leaving, Flair was told by North Korean officials that they wanted him to give a propaganda speech, saying he sees why North Korea is so much better than America. And Ric Flair refused to do that. And that was according to uh, Ric Flair's biography. And the whole thing is free on YouTube. Sweet. Yeah. That's why North Korea is better. No copyright. Exactly. (laughs) Buddy. Buddy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Welcome yourself to the podcast, buddy. Howdy, fella. Hi. Right. How was your day, buddy? <laughs> it was eventful. Amy is working earlier than she usually does. They're starting to move the time up further and further. And so I have to get up earlier every day. And so I got into work around 7 today and did some work. Came home, and I have to clean the house because we're leaving, and it looked like a wreck. So we're doing the unpacking that we have yet to get to in two years of living here, and everything's looking great. Buddy. Where where are you going before you ask me how my day was? Ocean City. Buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we should tell the people why this this podcast already sounds like a train wreck. (laughs) Buddy, this podcast is going to be great, and I don't need you disparaging this wonderful, because, beautiful thing. Because we we didn't plan. I didn't. We didn't communicate. Communication is key. That is true. But anyway, this is going to be a good one, buddy. Go ahead and ask me how my day was. <laughs> Where's that in the script? It's not, buddy. How was your day? It was all right. Pretty good. Sweating a lot, working outside, but you know, 
uh, going to the gym afterwards because I'm a psychopath. Um, I was squatting something fierce today and went in for my fourth set. It was like 365 at the top. I was trying for five sets of five. Fourth set in, picked up the weight. My hamstring was like, yo, and I was like, yo, and, you know, that was that. We're done. Yep, now we're here doing, doing a podcast. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Which we worked and squatted today? Yes. Hmm. Ain't no stopping this train. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Lightweight buddy. That's what I hear. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Buddy. Oh, buddy. So you you proposed this this topic for today. This topic of interest is what we're going to do. We're going to do one for me and we're going to do one for you. Because we, you know, we need, we need to, we need to fill this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was prompted by my, my, uh, I was curious as to how the wrestling scene was doing. Mm. Uh, mostly because I, I actually, I thought about it because I saw a news story in my feed saying something to the effect of, um, Rey Mysterio's eye did not fall out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself, huh, I wonder if I know anyone who knows anything about that. Yep. So uh, here we are. Here we um, are. We're going to talk about some professional wrestling. Yeah. As real as it gets. So where do you want, where do you Buddy, want me to start? Why don't you just tell me, <clears throat> what's professional wrestling? Well. In your eyes. It's two big men slapping meat all right making contact with each other uh we can cut that part <laughs> so what do you uh, what do you mean what is wrestling uh so like i don't know like it, on, on its face professional wrestling is just two dudes throwing each other around without actually hitting each other there's also what hold on I mean, now, I, see, this, I, now we're getting into it. Should I get in, into that? And there's also women. The women have been doing a so, better job well, than the men right now. I'm going to be so, honest. Well, there you go. Like, that's that's what my opinion is as an outsider. What am I missing here? What, are you, what is it? It's, it's Broadway, man. It's a live play. Why don't you go into that? I don't know what. How do Buddy, I? Buddy, what what do you want to tell me about the thing you love most in this earth? Oh life? God, it's well. You it, can start with the basics. It'll flow out from there. I know. I'm trying to think. So I started watching wrestling when I was around eight years old. Um, I don't know how it was on. I just know my older brother must have turned it on, and I, we somehow ended up. What getting WrestleMania 20, and what I remember from that is Chris at the end of it, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero holding up both the world championships, and I thought that was awesome. Chris Benoit died uh, a couple years after that because of drug issues, which we'll probably get into later. 
But yeah, that's how it started. And then I just got more and more into it. And I was like, this is all of it's just awesome. So you thought it was great because that guy died? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought it was great just because it was something totally different than anything else I've seen. You know? It was like before before, uh, I started MMA. I don't know. There was a better story. The characters were different. They were funny. I grew up in like the begin, the end of the Attitude Era, which I don't. Uh, some wrestlers would know what I'm, or not wrestlers, uh, wrestling fans would know what I'm talking about when I say Attitude Era. So things were uh, more risque. There was a lot more blood. Um, the women wrestlers, they they were kind of used for visuals. Is <laughs> is a kind way to put it. All right. Um. They weren't taking it seriously, but then, uh, you know, everything changed, and now it's just better. Yeah. So what other questions do you have for me, buddy? I still have no idea what wrestling is, apart from just dudes slapping each other. Can I, let me ask, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why don't you watch wrestling? Or why don't you care for it? So, I, personally for me, I don't care much for it it doesn't i like watching athletic sports and it doesn't is wrestling me. At not athletic it's not that it's not athletic like i can understand that now but sports is for me the the whole thing about it is um the people try hard and you don't know what the outcome is going to be until i mean that's that's what wrestling is they're, they're trying hard to put on a good show, and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Right, but like sports teams, it's like, obviously there's the ho- hometown sort of thing going for it, where you can have a team that's from your place, and you watch them, and you root for them. Um, for for me, I don't know, as a, as a kid, I didn't watch wrestling because I was like, oh, it's fake, so what's the point? And... That's not so much of why I don't watch it anymore, although since I didn't watch it as a kid, I'm obviously not invested into it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's all well and good. I, I just much rather, I'd watch, I prefer real sports and real wrestling because I understand that, I understand the skill set that goes into it. Like football, I can watch and I can appreciate <clears throat> what plays are being run and stuff and uh see what's going on and and sort of this happened with rugby as well after i started playing rugby i could understand what was going on and then i started appreciating what was happening mm-hmm. and uh that goes the same for mma type sports but for me i just i always watched wrestling and it was i couldn't connect with it any deeper than what was actually just going on so it was for me it was just you know dudes hitting each other and lots of yelling and things like that and i i don't know if i just take it too seriously to not find that stuff funny i don't know or i, I don't know if i'm supposed to find it funny Some of i don't it. i don't find it particularly compelling and so that's part of the because i know all of the emotion behind it is manufactured so that's sort of where it loses me i guess well not not 
all of it is manufactured. Like, there are some very real moments that the wrestlers have because you have a live audience and, you know, you're going to react a certain way depending on where the audience goes. Like, it, um, not during, like, a televised thing, but on, they call them live events, at least WWE does, when they're not televised. If a crowd is booing a babyface, which a babyface is a good guy, when they should be cheering him, they the babyface might play around and be like, oh, I'm going to be the bad guy tonight. Just because he can. You know? he can. They can flip it immediately. And you're, So give me some hard examples, because a lot of the things you're drilling in are, are, are very, are like, details. But what's, what's the... What's the big picture? Like, what... Instead of asking it, like, what is wrestling, how do you make a match? Okay, um... So, let's just preface. I'm not a wrestler. Okay. But I've studied it a lot, and I've looked into it, and I've watched a lot of documentaries on how it all works, so that's where all this is going to come from. So... The basics for some people, it, de- it kind of depends. You'll have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So you know who's going to... Most gonna, things do. That's, well, that's how they put a match together. It's just bullet gotcha. points. Gotcha. It's like, okay, um, we're going to start off by doing this a little bit and getting the crowd going, like get them warmed up. Okay, what is doing this? Uh, like locking up, talking a bunch of crap to each other. You know, just show if you're a small wrestler versus a big guy, you got to get that dynamic of like, oh, he's too, you got to make, start getting the audience like, okay, he's too weak to take this big guy down. You know what I is mean? It, so is this the, the, uh, combatants talking to each other or is this, uh, set up in a different way? No, you're showing it. So like okay. if you have a, a bigger guy and a smaller guy, they're going to lock up. And then the big guy's just going to throw him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, oh, come on. You know, he'll probably, he's probably the bad guy. Beating his chest, talking a bunch of crap. Little guy kind of looks like he's like, how am I going to beat this guy? Then he starts chopping at the legs, you know, try to take, like, try to cut, bring him down. And um, then you'll have, so that's like how they start the beginnings of a match with that kind of a dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have a middle where you'd be like, okay, so during the middle, that's where we're going to kind of, we're going to fool them a little bit. That's where we're going to start really going. That's when you'll start seeing uh, pinfall attempts. So a guy might hit not a finishing move, but more like a signature for people that have played the video games. (laughs) They'll do a signature move or something, uh, or it's called a spot. And it's supposed to be big. It's like a guy jumping off the top rope onto a guy or jumping outside of the ring. Those are spots. Mm-hmm. And so that's your middle spot. And everything that happens from the beginning to the middle is not really predetermined. That okay. that depends on what the wrestlers are saying to each other in the ring. They're always talking to each other like, Okay, this, this, and this. So in Go. the scripted world of wrestling, this portion is completely unscripted. Yes, most of the time. 
Okay. Um, and then then same thing for the end. They're like they everyone knows who's gonna. Um, well, the only people who know are going to win is the ref. Actually, I don't even. Sometimes the ref doesn't even know who's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Because they want the ref to count one, two, three, no matter what. And if the wrestler doesn't kick out in time, that's their own fault. And then, then they just gotta try to fix it somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of times where that's happened and on TV, and it's hard to watch because <laughs> everyone's so confused. Mm-hmm. But um, what was I saying? Um. So what happens after the middle? Uh, yeah, that's right. So the, the two wrestlers know who's supposed to win. And the whoever booked the match, and obviously Vince McMahon, <laughs> knows who's going to win. All the bookers. But that's it. The commentators don't Vince, know. Vince McMahon, CEO, founder of WWE. Yes. Okay. Um, the commentators don't know. Other wrestlers don't know. This way, nothing gets leaked. They try to keep as much as possible under wraps so people actually tune in to see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a good TV show that never ends. But uh, some matches, some bigger matches that are like at WrestleMania, those ones are actually, pre- at least the bigger matches, are practiced all the way through. Oh, okay. That way they can be like, okay... We know everything that's going to happen. We're not going to mess up at all. So, okay. So, after the middle, what what happens after that? I just told I just told you it's it's just more um, talking so with how, each other. It's, how it's the, how, it goes so, to a faster pace. Too. So you got me. You got me to the top of the hill. How do you? What happens? What ends it? Like, I'm not saying to like okay the guy pins the guy but like what goes into that is that part is that part scripted where or after the middle yeah i mean there might be a couple more spots like bullet points like okay at some at some point the ref is going to tell you you have because okay the ref has an earpiece in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they all know how much time they're supposed to get during their match like okay you have 15 minutes you have 10 minutes the ref will say all right five minutes left Mm. that's when they're like okay time for this bullet point we got to get it get together and then we're going to hit this and then we're going to kind of just work with each other a little bit uh talking to each other improv uh, until the ref says um go home is a phrase they go home is a phrase they have and whenever they say go home that's uh, when they go through their finishing sequence. Okay. So it's like a, now we know who who's going to win, so just do your thing and then get out, get off the mat. Yeah, get out of here because we got to move on. Okay. Hmm. So what what exactly does a personality have to do in all of this cuz you know, it it seems pretty formulaic whenever you explain it like that. It's obviously, there's a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and they sort of somebody knows who's going to win, so they're just going to win. So, what's what sort of really makes it pop? What's is it the personalities? Is it like is it its TV like plot or? 
It's, what is it? I'd say it's the personalities. You really got to ha- have someone who um, is able is able to work with a live audience and a TV audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, you could... And the worst part, because a lot of the scripts, like, whenever the, um, a wrestler cuts a promo or something, recently they've written out the scripts and they've been reading them ver- or saying them verbatim. Ooh. And that's what... Well, that's what uh, Vince McMahon likes <laughs> for some of the wrestlers. So, I'll, yep. just as an aside, nobody likes Mc, Vic, Vince McMahon, right? Like, nobody? No. no. Okay. Like, he's actually a bad dude. <laughs> no, no, he's not actually... A, he's not a horrible guy. Um, okay. He takes care of his people. The people that he likes, he will take care of them and... He will, like, like for example, someone like The Undertaker. Everyone knows who that is. Um, I, recently, there was a documentary on The Undertaker and Vince McMahon, who hardly gets interviewed for wrestlers' documentaries, mm-hmm. was interviewed for his, and they just asked him, like, what does The Undertaker mean to you? And Vince McMahon was like, he started, like, tearing up and said, you can't ask me that question. I can't talk. I can't. I can't do that because he was starting to cry because the undertaker means so much to Vince McMahon and you know, they're such good friends and he's, he's not, he's not like on the outside looking in, he seems like a bad dude. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I've never met him. I'm just saying again, from what stuff I've seen and read, but you know, at the same time, it's like he, he, his business decisions, don't seem make him look like a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like he's like the Michael Jordan of WWE. Yeah, <laughs> I still need to watch that that documentary on Michael Jordan. I haven't, but the from people talking about it, you still can't con- convince me that Michael Jordan's like a really selfish guy. But that's a, that's an aside. <laughs> um. Anyway, the promos. I was talking about that promos in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the same. Uh, for someone like a, a John Cena, he's told, all right, you, I want you to talk about this guy and get mad at him. You have like one minute or five minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And then John Cena pretty much goes like, okay, I can do that. Or he's given like a few bullet points, like say this about him, this, this, and this. And then he can just go off and do whatever he wants. He doesn't even... John Cena's the kind of guy who doesn't even have to say the bullet points and no one will get mad at him. As long as he kind of goes in that direction of saying something, other and some other wrestlers can do that, that's fine. But for a new guy, um, they pretty much give him a script to read verbatim. Mm-hmm. It's until you get trusted and is when you get to uh, experiment to really get your character out there. Because if you if you start saying, like, I am going to beat this man on, what's today? July 22nd at, at something Whatever something, yeah. he will feel my wrath. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> hmm. 
Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a couple of YouTube guys who host talk about wrestling shows like, um, and they have a segment like nobody talks like that. <laughs> it's pretty great. So what makes a match good? If you're like, what's your favorite match? And Ever? Why Why do you like it? Yeah. Oh boy, that's that's rough. Okay. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25. What year was this? Uh, five years Rock. after WrestleMania 20, 20 and awesome. Five years before WrestleMania 30. <laughs> that's that's pretty specific. Um, hold on, WrestleMania five, April fifth, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Um, that was eleven years ago, buddy. That match was fantastic. Because there's so much back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, what they what in wrestling, what they don't want you to do is kick out of someone's finishing move. The Undertaker's is a tombstone. Shawn Michaels is a sweet chin music, right? Okay. And this was the first time I really saw anything like this, where a guy kicked out of the tombstone, and then. Shawn Michael or Undertaker kicked out of the sweet chin music. And then the Undertaker does a sweet chin music. Or a version of it. Uh, Shawn Michaels hits a tombstone. You know, he stole the Undertaker's Undertaker's finishing move. Undertaker kicks out, Shawn kicks out, and it keeps going back and forth, and you're just like, oh my god. They keep hitting the finishing moves. Who's gonna it's it's gotta be done soon. And there, you can tell there's, like, so much emotion. Like, there's a lot of acting that goes into it as well. But uh, there's just so much emotion. And, um, yeah, another another great match was Johnny Gargano versus uh, Andrade Almas at an NXT TakeOver event. That one was pretty, pretty up there for me as well. Um... Yeah, those are my two favorite. Alright. And that's what makes it good. Um, You said something earlier, I think about fake hitting, or not hitting each other. Sure, yeah. I I, I guess I I could talk about how the the hitting stuff works. Hey, go for it. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Just convince me that I'm missing out. That's what I want. You you gotta you gotta be tough to be a wrestler because you are gonna get hit in the face a lot. Um. So a punch. Sometimes, it's not bad. Uh, you can see it with John Cena. He's one wrestler I see I see it with. He'll punch over someone's head. Mm-hmm. But only if they're <laughs> kind of sitting still. Like if you're holding someone's hair. And then you go to punch and you just kind of graze the top of their head and hit your hand out of the way and stomp it on the mat. It kind of sounds and looks like you might may have hit a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing they do, which is my preferred way that they punch people because otherwise it really takes me out of it. If I, if I It's easy to see. 
mm-hmm. is um they go in with like uh, a soft fist like not a fully closed one but kind of open okay and they'll hit a guy like on the back side of the neck kind of and they pull it so it makes makes a little um i don't know if that came through at all yeah i think i heard it little slap on the back of the neck type deal Mm -hmm. another thing they do is forearm hits and those i i i don't know how they do those or i do do know because there is no faking it but they just take their uh their forearm and hit a guy in between the trap and the back of the neck Mm-hmm. And they do that often, and they they hit hard with those. And then kicks, they slap the leg as they hit the guy, too, at the same time. Um, and like a sweet chin music, when they get kicked in the face like that, that's... Like like what? This is a podcast? Oh, I, I know that, but I feel like people just gotta know what a sweet chin music is. No, I uh, don't know. It's whatever... Uh, it's like you need to, you need to start from zero and all this stuff, man. It, I got no idea. It's a backwards kick, and I'm kicking you in the chin. <laughs> all right. Um. You, the guy, the wrestler has who's getting hit has to kind of turn and tuck their chin. Mm-hmm. So it can can, can kind of be flat on the face because he's gonna get hit no matter what if it's good. Or if it's a snug hit, as they like to call it. But um, it's you got to know or be able to pull it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? The person getting hit? No, the person who's doing it. Oh, oh they, okay. They have to be able so, to pull it. They have to know where their leg is and the person's face is. Right, so they don't like full on just extend into his face. Right, which, which it's funny when they actually do. <laughs> and then... That's whenever uh, WWE has started to u- utilize <clears throat> slow motion <laughs> for whenever a guy actually gets gets hit, and um, oh, they like, give him time to recover by yeah, playing the replay. Yeah, they're like, oh, like just the announcers, like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's like yeah. he just got punted in the face. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, funny. So um, they go to replay whenever whenever the dude really needs help. Yeah, they just like give him some time because he's got to finish the match no matter what. Hmm. Um, there was one. Uh, I don't know if you people who know, might know who the Big Show is. He's an Andre the Giant type guy, uh, real big. Has a massive hand, and his finisher he switched from a choke slam to the knockout punch. And when they first introduced it, he he was really punching people in the face. <laughs> I mean. Because they did a lot of slow-mos with it. Um, and they, they'll sometimes do that just to get the move over. You know, they're like, all right, you're going to get hit. Like, you're, you're straight up going to get hit today. <laughs> and you just got to be able to take it. Um, but it's, it's done s- safe as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, you, you know it's going it, to, you know it's coming. Like some dudes have a spinning backhand, and it's a sequence, and the other wrestler just just has to know, like, I'm all right. I'm gonna get hit right here, 
It's not like a super forceful, but you know, he's going to get hit. Mm -hmm. What else about wrestling can I talk about on this amazing wrestling podcast? <laughs> so, I guess... Oh, no. Sorry, I thought I had something. Buddy, what else do you want to know? I'm trying to think of what else I could tell you. There's there's so much that I, it's hard to pinpoint. So, I, I mean, I, again, the problem with me with wrestling is that it's sort of... There were other things I could watch that I could relate to... Um, but based on based on the athletic activities I was taking part in, like I can re I can relate more to football than I can soccer, and I can relate to rugby and things like that. So that's where the personality comes into play. Okay, they'll um, it's not just two regular dudes, and this is actually kind of what takes me out of MMA. Um, because I, there's no character. It's just two in MMA. It's two dudes, and that's it. two dudes or two women, and that's it. They're not one's not a bad guy, one's not a good guy. You know, I mean, it, you yeah. can, you can decide for yourself who's the good guy and bad guy. Fair, yeah. Um, Conor McGregor was the only person, or the first person I've seen who actually came out with a personality. And well, Brock Lesnar. Well, he was he was originally uh, Nate, a WWE guy. Nate Diaz, but still. Mm. Anyway, uh, there's they try to have a broad spectrum of characters. So there's your serious guys, like when Brock Lesnar is there, he's mm -hmm. he's serious. Um, and then whenever like there's a a couple funny guys that are there, like our truth. He's a guy who, um, his whole thing is just, he's a comedy guy. That's it. Hmm. He's not, he's not going to be a top guy. He's just going to be the comedy guy. You know, it's a movie every, every mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? <laughs> funny. It's funny. You had to, you had to go backwards, like. It, I know. This is this is this is the struggle I get into whenever I try to explain like scientific concepts that I'm used to. Uh -huh. like it's hard to start from zero on all this. Yeah. I I mean what else is there? Uh I guess we Oh, you wanted to know about the Ray, we can talk about the Ray Mysterio losing his eye. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, we sort of Okay. <laughs> completely sidetracked that. So there was the we had the wrestling during the pandemic. I I saw some of it while um while they didn't have any audience, and I just thought it was like the most awkward looking thing because it yeah. cameras had to focus on people, and it was John Cena, and he just had this weird dumbfounded look on his face the whole time, and but it just looked like he was like he was trying to be a fish or something. <laughs> because his mouth was just hanging open right but so there's a big event and they're trying to get they're trying to try something different so how has wrestling been during the pandemic uh the beginning of it was really rough because there was no audience um they later learned i'm gonna say 
or at least WWE learned from a different company called AEW, which they're on tonight. I'm going to go ahead and freely promote them on a Wednesday because I love AEW and I really want them to do well. But um, AEW started having the wrestlers who were there, like not during the match, they would have them out on the sides. Hmm. So, like, it's not a large audience, but there's other people there making noise, doing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then WWE started implementing that. Oh, and... it's without the crowds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get it. Yep. And, um, you know, WWE is using their developmental talent instead of their main roster people. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of, pe- bunch of res- wrestlers you might not know who they are. At the moment. And it's funny because they put up, um, um, what is it? Plexi- plexiglass? Yeah. All around, kind of like a hockey arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put that up so they keep all the rest, the rest, the main wrestlers away from the people on the outside. And they just started enforcing them all to wear masks. Particularly because of one, one other wrestler. Like, there's other wrestlers right now who they can refuse to be like, I'm not going to come in during this time Mm -hmm. because I don't want to get anyone sick and I don't want to get sick. And, um, they, they, they're all doing testing now every time they come in and they're recording multiple episodes, um, a week so they can be ahead and give people time off, which I Mm -hmm. think is really nice. The wrestlers get to go home every day. Like that used to not never happen. That's weird. What? They have to do they have to like record at certain places or they just uh, WWE has a performance center mm-hmm. where that's they put it, the wrestling ring inside there and that's where they've been wrestling. AEW, um, the owner of that company is um, Tony Khan and he's the son of the other Khan guy who owns the Jaguars. And so they actually wrestle at the Jaguars Stadium. <laughs> but, like, in a different arena. There's an arena right outside of it, like a Stage AE here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. So, but they've moved to a different format that leads to uh, Ray Mysterio losing his eye. Where, yes. where, do, where do we fall off the rails here? Okay. I don't know where we fell off the rails, but anyway, there was, Oh, I meant, I meant wrestling generally. Oh, unless it's the best thing ever. No. So I, the pay-per-view was called extreme. They, they have an extreme rules pay-per-view every year. This one was called the horror show mainly because of a wrestler called the fiend Bray Wyatt who's phenomenal. I love that character in every single way. And I think it, it, that character actually deserves like a movie. I think it'd be a cool horror movie because it's something I've never seen. Anyway, it was the horror show extreme rules. And so each match has a different stipulation. Uh, Mm -hmm. So so Rey Mysterio was facing a guy named Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was messing with Rey Mysterio for a couple months Messing with his son and his family, 
you know, beating up his friends, beating up his son, and Ray was. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to old, fast forward old, the whole thing. How old is his son? <laughs> it, oh, okay. is he a proper oh beating up age, or is he yes, just like he's, he's like twenty something years old? All right, all right, that's fine. His son Dominic. Oh my God! If you're a wrestling fan and listening to this, um, spoilers. Spoilers. Somehow look up a feud between. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero for the custody of Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. (laughs) (laughs) Did that that resonate with you? (laughs) uh, When I was younger, this was about when I first started watching wrestling. This was amazing. Uh, I I was horrified because at that, at this point I didn't know what wrestling was. Uh, Anyway, that's when his son was like, my age. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so Ray was like, I'm sick and tired of this. I would challenge you to an eye for an eye match. And so. This new guy, not Eddie Guerrero. Well, Ray Mysterio said this. About who? Seth the Rollins. Fiend? No, okay. Seth Rollins. Well, I thought Seth Rollins was the fiend. No, that's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestlers. That's yeah. No, I, I, yep. Um. Anywho. Uh. So then the next so, week goes by, Seth Rollins comes out, because no one knows like what's an eye for an eye match. Mm-hmm. Uh. You read, I read all the dirt sheets online. And there's one dude, Dave Meltzer, says like it is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's an eye. They're gonna do an eye for an eye match. You have to pull out the guy's eye. And I read they were going to use some sort uh, type of CGI since there's no audi- live audience. They can make it like a movie, which is something they've been doing recently, which mm-hmm. isn't bad. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested in this, but it's interesting because this show is rated PG now for kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> and... Um, so we go to get to the eye for an eye match, and I'm I'm mainly watching it because I'm like, how far are they gonna go with this? Uh, so they're using the steel stairs, the corner of them, mm-hmm. and the dude was putting Rey Mysterio's eye right on the corner, and uh, then Ray starts screaming and stuff. Dude walks away for a second, comes back, looks at Ray. Turns around, starts puking. <laughs> right? Nice. He somehow... I don't know how he was able to make himself puke. Maybe they did a cut during that time and I just didn't pay attention to it. Um, that was the group, most gruesome part of it, His was his fake vomit. <laughs> um, because Rey Mysterio looked like he was holding an eye bobber, or a uh, fishing bob to his head. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that was the part that that was the best CGI they could do. That apparently they they had a version of it where they did do CGI, but Vince McMahon didn't like it. I mean, it, it, from from the sound of it, it probably wasn't going to be any better. Uh, Would have been better than an eye bobber. At least they could. Maybe they could have added some fake blood. But <laughs> geez, it was just. I watched it and I was like, that that wasn't it. But yeah, it's. It's sort of 
with all the information, calling it an eye for an eye match, that's sort of like, you know what's, it's like they just announced the ending. Like, obviously you didn't know who was going to win, but like, I feel like the reason you do something like that is strictly for the shock value. Yeah, and they completely exactly. just diffused that by, by calling it what, by telling you exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, that's a little weird. It is, but Rey Mysterio is going to be fine. Um, they had <laughs> what? He's going to be fine. They're going to put it back in. <laughs> and the the whatever retina thing didn't fully attach or fully detach, so he's oh, good. He's good. Thank God. Uh, it was funny was because it, was it like was it like ten pound test? Is that why it stayed in? What? Like fishing line, fin- fishing oh. line. You <laughs> I have no idea. I uh, just know um, immediately. Like a, a match after that match, there was an announcer backstage using a bunch of big sciency terms. <laughs> nice. And I was like, well, well, at least they did their research, I guess. That's the content I'm here for. <laughs> and then they're like, he. It should be able to make a full recovery within a so-and-so uh, period of time. But there is a wrestler who did lose an eye during a match for real. Oh, no. And his name was Vader. And that thing that happened in Japan. Oof. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it was I not, would hope not. It was not on purpose. Jeez. Um, yeah. Was he just got like hit? With I, something. I don't know exactly what happened. I know I've watched the part or watched it. I think he hit the ropes in a weird way, like falling, and his eye fell out when he put it back in <laughs> during Bold. the during the match. And you can see pictures of him, and his his what is it? His right eye is just swollen. Jeez. Mick Foley lost an ear by getting his head tangled between the ropes. What do they make them ropes out of? Steel cord. Oh, oh, holy cow. That sucks. <laughs> I got, I, it, I well, don't know how to frame, frame this other than I know what that feels like. I, I took some steel cord to the bridge of my nose one time and that hurt a whole lot. Well, there's two. There's two different kinds. Um, steel cord. There's a steel cord uh, rope that's wrapped in a plastic. Mm-hmm. Then there's, it's just a rope. It's just rope, wrapped rope. in wrapped in a colored tape, is all. Hmm. But yeah, he got his head. He went over the ropes, and he he got the middle and the top one hooked around his head and the ref was tr- like it, that wasn't supposed to happen it was kind of hanging him Oof. the ref helped him and he slipped out and it cut off his ear yeah i don't see yeah um, like, I, i'm not a fan of the even though it's sometimes minimal i'm not a fan of like the gruesomeness I, like that's not why i watch my sporting events either i yeah. guess there's um there's been because i know there's there's super intense leagues where it's like it's all about that kind of stuff oh yeah i've seen that (laughs) i've I've watched that i like i can understand why people might be into that but none of the reasons are good like it's 
I've, I've watched it simply because I heard of it and I love wrestling. And I was like, how far are they going to go? And, you know, there's a, there's something called a tournament of death. I don't advise anyone to look it up because it's gruesome and bloody as, as crap. It's no death, though. No, there's no actual death. That's good. It, it seems like someone might die, but no one actually dies. Um, but yeah, they use light tubes. They use real, real bricks. Um, panes <laughs> of glass. Uh, dull saws. <laughs> like I, yeah, I just barbed don't... wire. Like again, I get it, sort of. Or I can get how someone, but <laughs> why? That just, just it, does, it doesn't seem like that anything that should be sponsored by any. It's not any media company. It's not even even like YouTube or anything. It's not sponsored by any any of those people. You got to well by, by sponsored by sponsored I mean like who will put it up? Oh right. Like even well, like, it's, it's, those sure are DVD things. Those are just What's... DVD things. Yeah, you either have to go or buy a DVD. I, well, actually, Jeez. I think you can buy a pay-per-view of it. Jeez. But, uh... There, should we end the podcast with the most gruesome thing I've ever seen? Or that someone's if... ever done in wrestling? I don't know if we should. <laughs> I mean, I... I'll hear... Maybe we might not end with it, but I'll hear it. Um, This guy's name is Something Zandig. And he's insane okay he's oh, he's um i think i remember this he partially something happened at a wrestling event and then the lights went out and the lights turned back on and he, you know those I, I i've seen uh chris angel do this put like metal hooks in his back and then like he went parasailing i think so that's exactly what this guy did or he didn't go parasailing but he was put had hooks put into his back and then was lifted up that is the most gruesome thing i've ever seen see that just kills the whole vibe for me i i just I know that's not sort of what you sign up with with more mainstream wrestling yeah. things, but it's sort of like for me the uh, the what the theater of it isn't all that compelling. No, not and at it's all. only and it's only uh, and I guess the only uh, thing I could possibly get into is the athletic. Um, prowess that you need to do something like that mm-hmm. but between the theater and just sort of like the freak show appeal that they try to go for sometimes and, and I, I i think yeah. gore and stuff falls into that category i just like that completely kills it for me uh, one guy well some dudes start out that way um a guy he used to be called dean ambrose in wwe he, he's now an aew and is their uh their heavyweight champion um, John Moxley. He started out. He was in one of those tournaments of death. Jeez. And that was his whole gimmick coming into wrestling was, this guy's insane. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about drugs and sports? Uh, I'd rather end on ask. something lighter. <laughs> Audible helps you get through the books you're struggling to read by listening to them. With Audible, you have access to thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances, A-list comedies, and exclusives from Audible Originals you won't find anywhere else. By using our link, you get access to 30 days completely free. But buddy, guess what else? But buddy, what else? You also get one audiobook completely free, and you can cancel anytime. To get this amazing deal and to support us, please follow our link to www.audibletrial.com slash j&jconnection and sign up now. Buddy, did you hear that? No. Oh, buddy, that, that was our ad. <laughs> Uh, yes. I love Audible, buddy. I love it so much, and I, you know what I love even more? What's your first book? Oh. The first book I got on Audible? Yeah. It was Nick Offerman, actually. I, it wasn't Paddle Your, Paddle Your Own Canoe. It was Gumption. That was the first mm. book I got on Audible, and I listened to it on Audible. I also have uh, Aubrey Marcus's Own the Day. I listened to that on my way to Colorado two years ago on audible yeah oh so you haven't used her free book yet i'm saving that i am struggling to think of what book i want to listen to i have a bunch of books i should just decide on something Mm -hmm. i i have to i have to go through their library too because i'm the only books i have in mind are the ones i own and i should just stop being lazy and there's a bunch of books i want to buy so I should just get one of those, but it's I have I have a long list. I have like twelve books I want want, uh, but I actually need to read. So yeah, that's a I mean, I own th- those two books that I mentioned. I own those physically and in the audible form, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I'm I'm too lazy. I like I like the option to I can listen to it if I if I want to. Um, I'm thinking of of getting maybe. The um, I have, I have two books by Tim Ferriss. He's another podcaster. Um, Tools of Titans, and I'm trying to read from where I'm sitting. Tribe of Mentors. They're, they're big. They're like, 800 page, 700 page books. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I should just uh, get going Audible and get a book. So. Anywho, let's wrap up this podcast with 11 questions. How's that oh, sound? That that sounds 11, pretty good. 11 get-to-know-you questions that's not about death and blood and wrestling. <laughs> that would be good. Are you ready, buddy? I am ready. What's your favorite way to spend a weekend? Oh, my goodness. I... Re- I hate to go deep real fast. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's the way he said. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. I really miss playing sports on the weekends. 
whether it be in college or high school, I may have enjoyed my high school weekends more. But I really liked waking up and playing sports. That was those were some good good days. Actually, I laughed a lot on the rugby field, like because you, you don't you're not like it's there's no animosity between teams and there like there is in other contact sports. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little, but at the same time you you gotta you sort of work with the guys and it's 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 a fun experience. I miss rugby. <laughs> My favorite, buddy. buddy. What's your favorite way to spend a weekend? I like waking up on a Saturday if I don't have to work. Oh, I not I like not working on the weekends. I like getting up on a Saturday and going to the gym and benching something fierce. Mm. How long have I we were, I I I've, I started doing that whenever you were you lived up here. How many years ago was that? Was that? Oh, I've been here two years now. Uh, I've been in Baltimore one year, so at least three years. I feel like it's close to four or five. Um, no, four. Four? Four? Three? I graduated in 2017. And I would have still been living at home. Huh. <laughs> so I guess three years. Yeah. I, it's almost three years to the day because I, I left sometime around July. It made me real sad. But here we are having a podcast now. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's uh, anyway getting up, doing that, and then you know just being lazy, maybe watching a movie, hanging out with people. If we could do that now. Hmm. <laughs> uh. It's been too long. Been too long, buddy. Buddy. What type of music are you into? Um. I've been getting into, I don't know if it's classical, but it's mostly piano. Um, mm. I like to listen to piano when I study. Um, I also like yeah, me too. ambient, like... Uh, Binaural beats? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, do, what, what's that like? It's just like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like... Ambient, um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say techno, but it's like electronic type music. Uh-huh. It's just, just good study and stuff. Like, uh, Black Mill is the name of one of the bands, and they're just, they're pretty good. And I, I recommend, shout out to Black Mill. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the name of the band. What's yours? I like, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm lifting weights, it's going to be like hard rock, metal. But if I'm just being cash, it's I like some folky type music. Like um, Mumford and Sons. Like the like the folky pokey. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Mumford and Sons, Jack Johnson, uh, the Lumineers. I do like the Lumineers. They're, they're it's all real real chill music. Are you ready for the next question? Uh, have you heard of Lord Huron? I why does that that name's very familiar? You ought to check them out. They're pretty good too. He, Huron. The night we met. I have I I do know who these guys are. Yeah. They're good. Uh, I lost my questions. There they are, buddy. I thought you were just coming up off these off the top of your no, head. No, I I found a list online to fill time. Oh. <laughs> 
This is actually from womanshealthmagazine.com. <laughs> All right. I didn't even realize it. I just Googled it. All right. Hey, that's fine. Um, what is the best vacation you ever took and why? Oh, goodness. Uh, it's a vacation that I took negative two months from now. <laughs> In Colorado, with my best bro. <gasps> well, you, I, I got one that you just actually shared on our Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah, so there's one we did five years ago. What was that? Virginia Beach. No, that one was. Um, it was Ocean City. What, um, there were horses wherever there were horses at. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Ocean City. That's what I was thinking. That yeah. that was my favorite one. That was a pretty good time, yeah. That was... We saw that. Yeah. 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 We can post that picture of us hanging out in a tree. Hey, we have a picture for this podcast now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Finally, now we can... I can talk about things I post on Facebook like I usually do. And you'll actually... Yes. You'll see um, two previous guests, uh, Alex and Brendan. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go check it out. Check them out. They're good. But uh, I... I I don't take a lot of pictures, and I should probably take more uh, before I lose all my youthful, youthful joy. Um, but I, I keep on making a bunch of weird faces in those pictures, and I'm like, Yeah, I don't know how to maybe, smile. Maybe for Maybe I a should picture. take some normal ones. <laughs> I don't know how to smile for a picture. That's why I don't take selfies. It's like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's another school picture. Mm-hmm. Buddy. Buddy. Where's the next place on your travel bucket list, and why? Colorado. Colorado. Really? On my bucket list, I I want to go to Europe somewhere. Mm. I don't know where. I want to um, go to Japan. Go ahead. Sorry. I want to go to go to Japan. It'd be really interesting. Anything specific? I well, I want to go to Tokyo. I want to go to a city in Japan. I just want to see what it's like. And I also would like to attend a uh, wrestling event in Japan. Hmm. That's on my bucket list. I'd like to see the Great Wall there. Moving on. What? (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are your hobbies and how did you get into them? Oh, God. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. I feel like nowadays I spend a lot of my time just doing science stuff and not so much doing hobby stuff that's all is that, is that it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, yeah I don't, I, I don't know what to say about it but uh, 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 I need to start working out indoors because that's something I not not indoors in my house <laughs> indoors <laughs> indoors but uh indoors okay Sorry. I just don't feel the drive is lost whenever all I have in my house apartment is two dumbbells. You just go to a Planet Fitness, bro. I don't think they're open. They gotta be open. I'm in East Virginia, man. You can wear a mask inside those places. Yeah, but they're just dirty. Oh, it's fine. I need a new <laughs> gym membership actually, because I I I miss doing actual lifting weights, like yeah. squats and stuff, um, buddy. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, lifting weights and drawing and making things. That Those are my hobbies. 
and how did I get into them? You got me into lifting, and I, I saved, saved a life that day. I <laughs> I just wanted to be able to draw well. As a potential hobby, I think I want a garden. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I know I, w- I passed a nice garden today, and I was thinking like, whenever I own a house, that's something I'm I'm gonna do. And chickens, I want chickens. Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I won't say the last part of that. Uh, well, inside joke. What was your favorite age growing up? This is a toughie. Yeah, this is a toughie. Do you have something in mind? I I think it was 17 for me. Because mm-hmm. that was that that was senior year in high school for me. 17? I, I didn't turn 18 until um, July 11th. After we graduated. You would have been 19, though. You would have been 18 when you graduated. I'm pretty sure that's how that works because I, I think I was 19 whenever I graduated high school. Is that how that works? No, you just, you only turn you turn the age in that year. I guess so. I'm pretty sure I was 17. Sure, okay. Um. Anyway, that you know felt like I was on top of the world. I was uh, Conrad Birdie and Bye Bye Birdie. Things were good. I actually had a girlfriend that year. <laughs> Just nothing could stop me. And I was in good shape. That reminds me of the podcast idea where we were talking about peaking in high school. Because I was also going to say something like 18 or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's easier then. It's just easier. Yeah. Yeah, you really... I mean, I I enjoy the complexity that my life has now. But there's definitely like responsibility that you know if you're in high school and you didn't I mean if I didn't want to do my homework for like a month I could just like yeah whatever I'm just not well, going to do anything well, about uh, it hold on real quick this is a side note and I saw this and it really it really kind of grinded my gears oh I don't know what her name was oh I just saw it too crap this girl got arrested Right? She she arrested because she didn't do her homework. Like, Uh, and her court date is pushed until September. What was it about not doing her homework that got her arrested? I I have no idea. I mean, that that was just the top of the article. I didn't... It was late at night and I had to go to bed, so I didn't read it. I just saw it and I was like, what? And, but anyway, yeah, we should move on. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I buy that. Anyway, like, there has to be some other explanation. Okay, I guess this is our last-ish one. We're at number seven out of eleven. Oh, okay. Never we mind. we we already covered this one kind of. What was the last thing you read digitally or in print? Oh, that was our sponsor. That was our sponsor, bro. Again, I'm halfway through nuclear terrorism. I need to finish it. Um. The last one I read, I guess it would have been, man, I must have read like two whole books and now I can't remember which one I read first. The last book that I read in print 
is called is called um unf yourself <laughs> we really need to read more books because i've heard you say that before <laughs> i'm i mean i'm still working on uh david goggins can't hurt me i pulled that ba- that one back out i have a lot i've started but not finished i read war on peace that was that was the last one i read next next question would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert introvert easy extrovert and you can check this check more on in on that and our personality test podcast i feel Um, like we've podcasted about literally every subject ever (laughs) we're we're getting what's and what's the next one what's your favorite ice cream topping topping oh i thought that was flavor when i first saw that oh too bad uh, I've seen oh, got it. Warm pe- I've seen warm peanut butter be a topping, so that's what I'm going to go with. Um, you know those at uh, Dairy Queen? Uh, they have some kind of sundae or something. Okay. It's uh, hot fudge and like a marshmallow stuff thing. Ooh, that does taste. That sounds good. That. Oh, I haven't had now that I'm, in so long. I'm thinking about uh, frozen yogurt. You get those little like uh, jelly ball things that are filled with s- squishy juice. I've never had that. No, I'm talking. You ought to. Anytime you go to a froyo place, just look for those. I haven't gone to a froyo place in probably three years. That sounds about right. Moving two, on. Two more. What was the last show you binge watched? Uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, it was funny. We had Logan on the show maybe three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I had not started it since that. I had whenever that podcast aired, I hadn't uh, seen any of it, and me and Amy have watched all of it, and it is fantastic all the way through, except for like the last few episodes. Oh, that's a downer because I was going to start watching that soon. <laughs> no, I, it's not like they're bad. They're just sort of like they're kind of fillerish type episodes. Yeah. But I, I, they make you feel good. Like, mm. it diffuses the tension a little. Oh, actually, no. It was like the... Don't spoil this. Don't, that's don't fine. Sp- okay. No. The, I mean, do you want to know if how if it's good or bad at the end? I don't no, know. No, no. Okay. I thought you were going to say, do, well, do you want to know how it ends? No, no. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> no. Um, the last show worth, I... W- what? Worth it all the way through. Let's just okay. let's leave it there. Last show I binge watched was One Piece on netflix and there's that's right you finished that uh well i finished the four seasons that's available i need to keep going because i want i want more one piece how many episodes is that 150 or 134 oh goodness that might be it's, more than i've ever watched it's taken actually. me a while a while to get through it all but um i mean does the reindeer join the crew yes by the time you leave all okay his name uh, is yeah. Tony. I don't remember his name being Tony. His actual name. It Nick. was Chopper. His name was Chopper. Chopper and Tony. Okay, Pr- so Princess Vivi calls him Tony, and I don't know why. I thought his name was Chopper. It is Chopper. Everyone else okay. calls him Chopper, but Princess Vivi uh, calls him Tony. Anyway, okay. people don't know what we're talking about with this anime. Um, Rachel does, if she's listening. <laughs> um... Last question, buddy. And this is a toughie. All right. Are you into podcasts or do you only listen to music? 
I hate podcasts. Oh, that's not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> I feel like it always ends that way. Uh, no, I like podcasts. I listen to three, and they all come from basically the same people. I listen to three religiously, and they come from basically the same people. And sometimes I listen to uh, Radio Lab, which is pretty good. Huh. Um, and This American Life is also really good. So I listen to two wrestling podcasts. I'm pretty sure I've talked about them before on the show. One's called After the Bell with Corey Graves, and the other one is the New Day podcast. But I actually started listening to some of um, This American Life, too. They're Whenever, good. They can I, make you interested in anything if i'm playing a video game that doesn't really need audio i actually started i took your advice like well you wasn't really advice but you said you did it and i was like i'm gonna try this and i was like this is peaceful (laughs) oh yeah you just rock out i don't know like you're plugging in sims or satisfactory satisfactory and you just play podcasts it's great well you know what else is oh. great? This podcast. <laughs> we weren't looking for that answer. And buddy, you want to know what happens after this? Uh, what? Thank you for listening to the J&J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can email us and check out the Audible link all provided below in the description. As God is my witness, this podcast is broken in half.